Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Best action movie. That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcast should have a theme song. Podcast should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. Wow. Yeah. Hearing you say that in best action movie mode is pretty amazing. <laughs> it's finally appropriate. It took, what, 8 million episodes to finally have that voice be appropriate to something that we were talking about? It, what, it doesn't work with <laughs> crunchy peanut butter or smooth. Yeah. I yeah. love Care Bears. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. <laughs> it may be true, but it doesn't work. Well, we are here today to talk about action movies. And what better person to have on the show to talk about action than comic book legend Chip Zdarsky. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It's a pleasure. I'm uh, known as a man of inaction, so we'll see how this plays out. <laughs> well, you're a man who <laughs> represents action well. Sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah, three people sitting in chairs talking about action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Welcome welcome to podcasting, everybody. <laughs> Just imagine where I'm going to move my body as little as possible during this record. That's my promise to everybody listening. I don't care how tired my arms get. <laughs> I'm only going to reach for popcorn throughout, like you often do with an action movie. Yeah. Yeah. Just so that I can get that sound of crunching into a microphone onto the show, as I always enjoy having. I'm going to be firing my guns into the air like I do when I watch action <laughs> movies in the theaters I'm allowed in. <laughs> that list is getting shorter. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite action movie trope? Let's just start off the bat. Let's yeah. just get some fun action movie moments out there. I mean, I, I, I'm a huge fan of, sorry, I was told PG-13, but I'm too old for this S. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Sure. I like I like that. I like Spaghetti. I like the I like the reluctant violent hero being pulled back in one last right. time. Like it's not an action movie, but like I tend to write a lot of my comics as if they're a history of violence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like I, I just love that movie so much. Like Viggo Mortensen yeah. just be like, oh, I don't know who you're talking about. I don't know who you're talking about, and then just breaking <laughs> arms. Is there a perfect <laughs> moment? Is the perfect moment for that to happen when the character just reveals? Yes. I am, in fact, this person, or is it something happens and they have to just do a fierce ass whooping in front of somebody that didn't know the story? Yeah, the the ass whooping, because in, in, in History of Violence, it's like a robbery, I think, in the diner that he works at. Mm-hmm. And he just leaps into action and like takes the person out quite dramatically. Mm-hmm. And then the other patients in the diner are like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> and he's like, oh, uh, uh, better put some more coffee on. Uh, like, <laughs> your, your cover's been blown. There are kind of like two different schools of action hero. One is that person who has a certain set of skills, like you're taken or mm-hmm. even born identity where they're sort of activated into action. And yeah. then there are the people who become action heroes because of circumstance. And the, the movie that popped into my mind immediately is Meryl Streep in the River Wild, which is kind of an unsung action movie. Interesting. <laughs> Why are you laughing? No, it is. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I didn't realize we'd be talking about the films of Meryl Streep on this. Yeah. This that is, was where we were going to start even. Yeah. Jeez. It's coming out of much, the gate strong yeah. with okay, the River I've, Wild. I've never seen it. You have to tell me what it's about. She's a mother. She's with her husband, played by David Strathairn, and her children. And they are, I think, kidnapped 
by I can't remember who the bad guy. I want to say it's John Lithgow because he was the bad guy in every early. I feel like John C. Riley was the bad guy's sidekick in this. Probably I, was. I, I might be mixing up movies, but it's not uh, Lithgow dressed as a dingo, is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> You're thinking of All Dogs Go to Heaven too. Oh, good. All right. there you go. <laughs> That's that one. Okay. All right. No, it's she's like a river guide and she becomes a hero to save her family, mm-hmm. but she's not like retired special forces or like a John Wick where she gets pulled back into a world. She's kind of thrust into circumstances. And I think one of the movies, which I'll hold off on talking about now, you either put yourself in the circumstances or the circumstances are thrust upon you. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you may or may not be ready to meet the challenge. And I think those are kind of two big buckets. It seems like that second bucket is the more memorable characters all kind of fall into that. Right person. I mean, even place, Indiana right Jones is mm-hmm. that to some extent. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. He just wants to put things in a museum. That's all he yeah, wants. That's, to do. That's, <laughs> he's really just a yeah. curator. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's I mean, all. He's not supervising any digs anywhere. I've yeah. never seen him dig except at the beginning when they're digging into the well of soul. Mm-hmm. And even that's just breaking rock. He's not interested in shoveling. He's not interested in <laughs> laying string different places and cataloging items. No, the iconic shot is him walking as the sun is setting and a bunch of other people are digging. Sure. Well, to be fair, I mean, this is no slight against teachers, but he's probably not very good at it because his full-time job is a teacher now. Yeah. Saying those that can't do teach. <laughs> is, I'm not, I'm not in saying that. In our Hal said it. Hal sure. said it. Wow. I'm just saying, wow. I'm just saying in Indiana Mark. Jones yeah. hey. case. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I said it, but I was. that's Mark's. He's got it on his T-shirt right now. Just I have that on my T-shirt. And I don't know if the listeners can't see this, but I have I love you written across my eyelids <laughs> yeah. when I blink them. Sure. Just for you two to see. I don't want to tell you which of you two I'm talking to. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think makes yeah. a great action movie? I think we should start with that. Mm-hmm. We should craft what we think the like iconic, perfect action movie is and figure out what fits that description. I think the acceleration, like kind of the buildup throughout. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My favorite ones are, are ones that kind of start slow and then like something happens and something else gets bigger and bigger and bigger and the character gets in deeper and deeper. When I was trying to think about like what the best one was, you know, uh, Fury Road comes to mind, but it's so mm-hmm. relentless. It feels like mm-hmm. its own thing completely. Right. Right. And, and also like post apocalyptic, as soon as you enter that kind of realm where you, you have a whole other category attached to it, then Star Wars becomes an action movie. Right. Like those movies are action movies, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had that thought as well because Mad Max Fury Road in particular came to mind, yeah. and it does go like zero to fifteen, and then stays there the whole time, which is great. Yeah. I mean, it's basically a, an hour and a half, two hour long chase sequence. And yeah, it's, like I went to see that movie, and it was ending around ten, and I was so charged up by it that I looked for tickets to another movie to go see because I was like, I'll never sleep again. <laughs> and I, I crashed very quickly and didn't do it, but. Yeah. But the movie was like candy for you. Well, I guess I'm never going. That's it. But does this mean, do we want to take every film based on a comic book and disqualify that? That's the tricky part. Like, I'm a huge fan of Mm -hmm. River Guide movies. Uh Oh, yeah. Oh, have you seen the River Wild? Because you would love that. (laughs) Yeah, that's one I haven't seen. But that's the only one. um, Can we discount all movies that feature River Guides? I've only seen The Great Race, the Charlie Brown's Great Race. Yes, exactly. (laughs) So it, <laughs> race for your life that's what it, it is. becomes a little little tricky because uh action's just such it's the heart of so many movies across so many genres yeah mm-hmm. so to find something that's like 
principally an action movie. Like, you know, I'd say like the Bourne movies are yes. obviously action movies, even though they're, you know, kind of intrigue as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. Bond movies are kind of their own thing, I think. It's a spy thriller, maybe more yeah. more of a thriller than an action. They've become more action. I mean, they've always had some element of action or great chase in them, but mm-hmm. but it's it's been as much about the intrigue. Yeah. As it is about the action sequences. That's that changed a little bit more with Daniel Craig and mm-hmm. and even Pierce Brosnan. Once we got into the nineties, because action movies were so popular, all the Bond movies became action movies with a little bit of spy stuff in them. Yeah, like Casino Royale, he's just a brute thug of a mm-hmm. man. <laughs> but he can play cards. But he can also play cards. Yeah, if the character can play cards, we have to eliminate that movie immediately. <laughs> well, you do that sitting down, and we know that all good action movies like this podcast happen entirely seated. Mm. Let me ask you guys a question because uh, we mentioned Bond movies and I guess I'm stuck on the word action. Mm-hmm. Is it possible that our best action movie, the action is going to be one specific thing or do you think it's going to be a bunch of things? Like in a Bond movie, you talk about the espionage and the intrigue. It's step A leads to step B, which means now I have to do step C, which means the big finale thing is step D and we're all going to get involved. Or is it, I have one goal from the beginning of this action process, whether it's Mad Max Fury Road, get this person from point A to point B. Do you like the action to be a single action or... I love the getting in over their head because there's so many yeah. movies where that, I mean, Die Hard is just a guy progressively getting more and more in over his head. Yeah, it's the snowballing that I think makes for a more interesting movie. But it is a, it is one specific task. It's get my wife out of this building or thwart this attack. Do you know okay, what I mean? Okay, well then what movies don't have that ultimately? Yeah. I guess it was the Bond. Well, no, I guess then I will separate it there. Whether it's just one single action, a Bond movie to me feels like we know there's going to be a lot of nice locations. We know there's going to be gunfights and car chases and uh, sexy people, but we don't necessarily know what's going to happen. But if you go into Die Hard and it's there's a building, my wife's in the building and terrorists have the building. Yeah, but there are many tasks along the way, similar to a Bond mm-hmm. movie. Like a Bond movie is still like, oh, this bad guy has this thing that's going to blow up the world. So right, there's, that's there's true. still a series of mini tasks, like you're going through a video game, I suppose, mm-hmm. to get to that ultimate goal. And Die Hard is exactly that, too. He's got to get contact to the outside world. That's like one of his tasks. Right. Yeah. You know, he's got to get a machine gun, ho, ho, ho. He's, you know, there's there's various <laughs> yeah. things that he's got to do. So I guess it's do. the objective for each individual scene and the super objective for the whole action movie. And that's yeah. good storytelling in general. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Like, that's true. Everything should be. This happens, and because of that, the next thing has. So there's a logical chain mm-hmm. that you can follow, like like Lethal Weapon, which is another sort of maybe not Mount Rushmore, but up there action movie. Mm-hmm. Starts with find out what happened to my daughter. You and I were war buddies at the same time. You kind of have twin stories that intersect, and then it just grows bigger and bigger and bigger because all these other people involved and Gary Busey setting his arm on fire, and mm-hmm. you know it's a whole thing. Next thing you yeah. know, you're hanging from a chain, getting electrocuted <laughs> by the guy who ate candy bars and Die Hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that Huey Lewis? <laughs> <laughs> Here's one that I think is an action movie, mm-hmm. but based on what you're saying, Chip, maybe it doesn't qualify. And that's Aliens. Alien is a horror movie. Aliens is we're going to get into a gunfight with these things and they're everywhere. Is that an action movie? Even though it takes place in the future on another planet. I mean, there's obviously a ton of sci-fi involved. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. All right. Bye. All right. Thanks. Thanks for coming. <laughs> Mark, I told you we have to screen these people. Damn it. I, he just called in. He's letting, the river he's letting wild, anyone. Mark. Look, if you the thing is in the river wild, Hal, if the thing is here. blinking, we take the call. We said that at the beginning. I'm leaving. Oh, great. Now it's that just, call. Is it, please, please be someone. Please be Chip. Come on. Be, be honest with everyone. I paid $40 to be on this. <laughs> You're right. Thank you for being this a is, patron. Yeah. This is an elaborate cameo. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> I hear you like podcasts. So why don't you join us? <laughs> and happy birthday. Oh, my God. Okay, not to not to outsource our mm-hmm. problems, but I think the key is would it show up on a list of action movies? If, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, if IGN or AV Club was like, here's the top 100 action movies of all time, or actually narrow it down, because if it's top 100, they might be like, ooh, this isn't really an action movie, but... Black Swan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, but, you know, here's, here's your top 10. Here's your top 10 action movies. Would Aliens be on it or Star Wars? No. I, I've seen Aliens in the top 10 of lists before. Of lists? Of lists of top 10, like Empire's top 100, their top 10. Aliens is like in the top five. Of action movies. Yeah, because if you think about it, a lot of the basic concepts of an action film are there it just happens to, it's really more the setting yeah and what the creature is like predator is an action film but it has sci-fi mm-hmm. elements that, and sure. maybe it's more believable as it, or it better fits yeah. because all the action takes place on earth in the jungle yeah yeah with very realistic humans oh my god mm-hmm. it's so it's yeah. cinema verite <laughs> human <best>. beings <laughs> from our planet of earth are it almost looked like people. news footage but, like, yeah. a- another movie that's consistently in the top ten it is definitely in the sci-fi genre is Terminator 2. Yeah. Yeah, I can see I that. I mean, that's too. an action movie. But I guess, it, d- does it make it an action movie if it eventually winds up on the mean streets of blank? You know what I mean? Rigel 9. If I think of Terminator 2 being a sci-fi movie, the image that pops into my head is Sparks and Metal and Terminator. If you say Terminator 2 action movie, I think of Arnold Schwarzenegger on a motorcycle doing that crazy gun flip move that he in did, the LA right? River. I pick yeah. different scenes in my brain based on whether I think it's an action movie or a sci-fi movie. And I guess that leads me to another question is I'm just trying to get a baseline of what we're talking about for the best action movie. Let's talk about the settings, like the action movies that we're thinking of. You mean like set pieces, like huge action sequences or where is it set? Like in a city or in the, future? I mean, we can talk about, we can talk about both of those. You know what? Let's start with tentpole pieces and then we'll talk about other things. I think any good action movie is going to have tentpole scenes. Yes. I think there sure. has to be a memorable, yeah. Yeah. I mean, one memorable sequence. Yeah. The, the funny thing is like John Wick, I couldn't tell you what that is mm-hmm. because it's, it's all just firing guns at everyone all the time. Right. And I loved it, but I can't think of like yeah. one thing in there that I'm like, oh, that's what it was all leading to this big piece. That's a good point. I think uh, the sequences that stick out of my head are later in the movie, later, mm-hmm. later in the series, like the, third the side one, scroll where he's fighting using the horses as weapons. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. he, he's building guns. That's like all part of the same sequence in the same building, but they built like it is. It's kind of similar to Fury Road in that way, where once he starts killing people, it doesn't stop. And it just gets more Mm -hmm. creative. Like they do a great, those movies do such a good job of somehow heightening. Like you think it can't get any more ridiculous. And then it, and then you have like Halle Berry calling dogs from like 300 miles away to attack on her behalf. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we're all, first of all, we're in agreement that every movie is an action movie. Yes, that's and, sure. And they don't necessarily need set pieces. 
Yep. This is well. At least we're narrowing it down. Finally, Meryl Streep should be in it. I wish yeah. I was here for the the creamy versus chunky peanut butter conversation. <laughs> that would have been much easier. Oh yeah. Well, look, we we picked it. This is a big topic this week. Yeah. I remember. I remember you guys were like, "Oh, well, what of these topics would you be interested in?" And I, I kind of threw this one in. I'm like, "Oh, that might be fun." But you know, really, Avengers versus X Men would have been much easier. <laughs> Um, you want to talk about, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you gentlemen right now. When I came onto this call, I had the office as my background on Zoom. I thought I was being very clever. I have notes in front of me because I, until the moment we started recording, thought that the office and parks and recreation were the topic we were discussing today, (laughs) which is why I have, uh, office and parks and different details on a piece of paper. So yep. I am jumping right into this as <laughs> if I walked up to the table with a beer in my hand and went, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> First of all, let me just say, Mark, you are a pro because you just rolled with it perfectly. And I did not. There was no bling, no like comments about Jim and Pam to start with. No, yeah. I look, I, I, I thought as long as we're being honest, but this is a big topic. So we can do it, guys. We can do it. Shut up, Hal. Is that I why you're dressed it. like the, like, yeah, like I put Jim the tie on. I was doing not, a bit. Not like the keyboard player for the talking heads. You know what? Here's what it, here's what it is now. I'm wearing a short sleeve shirt and a tie. I am no longer from the television series, The Office and or Parks and Rec. I am now from the action movie Falling Down. I am Michael Douglas oh, walking into a McDonald's. Movie. That's an action movie, not a drama. Sure. There's, there's guns in it, right? Yeah. I mean, it's sort of like first that, that would make first blood an action movie. Instead yeah. of a study of PTSD and the treatment of veterans. Yeah, I mean, falling down, I mean, there's guns in it. There's a protagonist that I think we all agree with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, sure. Sure. <laughs> sure. Good call. Yeah, that's what I was going for. There's a movie I want to talk about. And the reason I was asking this earlier, uh, yes, it sounds simplistic, but I feel like there's so many great action movies that are very simple and their premise could be delivered in a couple of sentences, which allow me to sit back and just enjoy the action of the movie. For example, and I know this is not going to be at the top of any list, but just to know where I'm coming from in my action movie viewing, are any of you familiar with the movie Shoot 'em Up? Yes. 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 I haven't seen it, but the premise of that movie is brilliant. It is Clive Owen is the man with no name in the leather jacket, right? So Clive Owen is man with no name, hears a woman scream and a baby cry, goes in a warehouse, goes in to help. The mafia is in there. Woman is killed. He grabs the baby, runs out the door. Boom. The whole movie is just... Clive Owen with a baby in one arm and a gun with the other fending off the mob. And the whole thing ends with a gunfight in a gun factory in a movie mm-hmm. called Shoot 'em Up. That to me is a perfect action movie because it literally is nothing but it's action distilled. Yeah. I, I actually, I, I, I don't know if I blocked it out, but I, I did see that. I saw that in the theater. Mm-hmm. And I remember me and my friends leaving and we were just like, did we just watch a Looney Tunes movie? Yeah. It's like almost everything in it was just like something like the Wile E. Coyote and the Roadrunner would get up to. Yeah. Right yeah. down to him eating a carrot the whole movie. Do you remember this? Yeah. 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 I think, he ate yeah. a carrot the whole time. <laughs> yeah. And dug holes. At one point he jams the carrot into the trigger and throws the gun. Like this movie is bonkers. <laughs> it's sort of, it feels like a movie that should star Jason Statham. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It should start Jason Statham and Wiley Coyote. Yeah. The, 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 the bonkers 
the bonkers aspect is, is something that we should talk about. Like, does mm-hmm. an action movie have to be bonkers? Yeah, that seems to be how it trended for a while. And still, mm-hmm. like, it's, I think we've come to accept ridiculousness. Yeah. Right. In movies in a way that we didn't before. Like, j- there's no way a Jason Statham movie would have worked in the 80s. We would have laughed. Oh, man, some pretty terrible action movie tropes happened in the 80s. Oh, though, sure. And, no, yeah. I'm not saying that. So that's when they were good. I'm just saying, yeah. like, what we're... It was all believable in the 80s. How we suspend our disbelief. I think, like, John mm-hmm. Woo's movies kind of prepped us. The ones that he made mm-hmm. here in America, like with Jean-Claude Van Damme, stuff like Hard Target, kind of yeah. prepped us a little more. Like, it was. this is a little step up. Sure, yeah. Jean-Claude Van Damme's going to stand on this motorcycle while firing a gun. You'll be fine with that. <laughs> yeah, just watch this dove. And then we get to, like, if Jason Statham doesn't stick himself with this steroid, he's going <laughs> to die because he's got a bomb in his heart. I mean, he's got to keep his yeah. heart going. Though that first Statham movie with the, uh, like, the transporter? Transporter. Is it transporter where Transporter's he wakes up, great. there's the CD, he puts the CD in, and the guy's like, hello, good morning. Your heart rate has, it's basically That's crank. speed. That's crank. That's crank. Yeah. That's what yeah, I'm talking just, about. Yeah, crank. That, that to me is a perfect action movie. Really? I don't, yeah, I don't have to think about anything. All I want in an action movie is cool fights. Okay. All right. Interesting set pieces, like do something in the lobby of La Scala. Sure. I don't care what the little widget that you're chasing is. Right. Just have an interesting way to get to it. So Mark doesn't like to think. Sure. Yeah. I like to think if I'm watching a thinking movie, this ain't yeah. a thinking movie. This is a doing I mean, movie. He didn't think he was going to be talking about action movies when he got on. No, I did today. not. No. I dressed in a The Office costume thinking I was so clever. I can't believe you, you <laughs> cosplayed for an audio podcast. <laughs> Very impressive. Look, it's because I care. Not what? obviously not enough to look at the email that said the topic <laughs> we were doing. No, 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 clearly. Um, I'm Chip, by the way. Um, Chip, hi. <laughs> <laughs> So, so in, I knew it was Chip Day on the show. I was very excited about Chip Day. In preparation for this, uh, last night I rewatched one of the last movies I saw in the theater that actually kind of made me clap during mm. the movie, which was uh, Fast Five. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I, I think that is a series of movies we should discuss. Uh, we have to as, as mm-hmm. one that started as a racing movie mm-hmm. and became. Just the most outlandish, over-the-top action movie series of, of all time, I think. Like, when we talk about action movies, it's like, are we talking about action movies? Are we talking about action movies? Like, yeah. the Fast and the Furious ones are action movies. Like, there's nothing going on in there that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. But yeah. uh, I am absolutely over the moon watching Fast Five uh, as they drag a, a safe through a city. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. I mean, it's the the original movie is basically point break with cars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then the second one, I, the first two I saw, I remember watching and then I kind of dropped off. And then yeah. when I came back to see, anytime I go home <laughs> to Philadelphia to visit, ch- there's a good chance my father will be watching one of the Fast and Furious movies just while he's on the treadmill. And yeah. like, I will come downstairs and there he is. And there's like Charlize Theron with dreads driving an 18 wheeler <laughs> up a waterfall. Yeah. Like it's yeah. the world's most expensive here. series. Yeah. He's just mm-hmm. keeps watching season one of that TV show, The Fast and the Furious, that cost hundreds of millions of dollars per episode. And it seems yeah. like Fast Five in particular is, is sort of like the apex. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I think it it's reached, the, yeah, it's, it's the one that yeah. turned it around and made it into like full on action superhero movie territory. 
yeah, it's got some of the dumbest dialogue I've ever heard in my life. Mm-hmm. But my God, the action scenes, and there's no pretense of reality at all. Like there is a, <laughs> there is a, there is a scene in it where the two main characters, I don't even know their names. Vin Diesel is one of them. <laughs> That's, it's they, Vin and Diesel. Those are the two main characters. They, yeah, the family. They, they get captured and they get chained up. Mm-hmm. And the bad guy gives a speech and the bad guy walks out, you know, leaving the, the prerequisite bodyguards there. And their big plan is, uh, Paul Walker, the other character, you know, yeah. gets his legs around the guy's throat as you always do. Yeah. And Vin Diesel, mm-hmm. he just goes like this. He just moves his hands and he breaks <laughs> the chains and then he beats the bad guys and they get away. Like immediately. <laughs> Like it's that it's that kind of movie, and you're just along for the ride. Like I remember laughing so much in the theater when I saw that, because <laughs> I'm just like, you can just picture them on set being like, okay, so how are you going to get out of this? I don't know, just break it. Yeah, I'll just break the chains, I guess. <laughs> I think <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not the expensive chains. scene. That no. that's the scene that they're not going to spend a lot of time working on. They're going to spend hours making sure the car flipping over looks cool. Yeah, they don't care how he gets out of the chains. No, them being captured and hung up in this meat lock or whatever and then mm-hmm. escaping is literally mm-hmm. three minutes of the movie. That's it. <laughs> They're back out. It's, it's uh, really, it's really incredible filmmaking. And uh, I put that forth as being the best action series of all time. Sure. There's a moment in The Expendables. Mm. It is the perfect, such a ridiculous trope that I remember laughing as I watched it and just thoroughly enjoying this scene. And it's just a dialogue scene. Yeah. It's the new kid on the team talking to the grizzled old vet Stallone, who's working on his motorcycle. Yeah. And everything he says is a clue that he's going to die the next day. (laughs) Everything is, well, I just got back with my girl. We're going to have a baby. You know, this is going to be my last time doing a job like this. I'm going straight after today. Literally every sentence that this guy says makes you go, oh, my God, he's more and more dead tomorrow with each passing sentence. Hey, I want you to know before we go, my bid was accepted on that colonial on the suburbs. We close on Friday, which is which is a good thing. Because on, on Saturday, I got to go to the hospital and give a, give a kidney to my brother. <laughs> that part will be fine. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> but it's a recently graduated kidney. That's right. My yeah. whole career is ahead of me. <laughs> <laughs> got to cash in this winning lotto ticket. <laughs> uh, I got accepted to school. I'm going to be a phlebotomist. <laughs> <laughs> It was, it was the verbal, it was the verbal equivalent of that scene in every Final Destination movie where the camera just goes around the room showing you things that might kill the person. Yeah. It was the, Expendables is just yeah. the, the board of directors for Planet Hollywood deciding we should also make a movie. I know the restaurant didn't work out. It's, it's the Guy Fieri of movies. Nobody wanted to eat set as sitting next to Brendan Fraser's outfit from Encino Man. Maybe we should just get back to movies. Well, uh, we're going to rebrand. It's going to be Planet Croatian Productions. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's fine. God. We'll just dub all the other actors' voices. Yeah. They'll think it's Detroit. Oh, Hal, you and I have given uh, American accents to so many Croatian actors in uh, American That's films. That's true. That's oh, true. We have. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look, it's good, a living. Good long run of that living. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never dries up.
No. Is, is the best action movie going to be one that, that you just laugh at how ridiculous it is? Or yeah, is it hard. one like, that, the, like, that the, like, gets you charged up? Yeah, I mean, they can be both, but like, sure. um, yeah, cause like once they get kind of self-referential and so over the top, they're like, they're winking at you constantly. Mm-hmm. It just, I don't think, I, I think at that point it's no longer the running to be best action movie because the action movie has to like kind of define the genre. Yeah. And when you're self-referential, you're no longer defining the genre. You're something else. Like you're commercially very successful, but I don't know if you're, yeah, you're in the yeah. upper echelon. So I briefly mentioned Taken. But I think it's worth discussing a little bit mm-hmm. just in that there are points where it takes what you would expect from a typical action movie and turns it on its ear. And if you haven't seen it, you've had long enough that they were going to spoil it. Even at the very end, when the guy's like, we can negotiate, he never gets through the sentence because Liam Neeson just shoots him. Yeah, mm-hmm. He's a guy on a mission. It's brutal. The action is like he's really efficient, which yeah. is not something you see in a lot of fights. Some sort of made popular stylistically by the Jason Bourne movies where it wasn't about like how pretty the maneuver is. It's how quickly he can take you out and how brutal sort of the camera angles become. Yeah. But I think movies like that, that can surprise you and it's what you want too. you don't want to hear the bad guy's point of view or him try to negotiate. Like at that point, it just needs to be over. And it is. Yeah. Which I think is a good sort of storytelling choice as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while since I've seen it, but, uh, but yeah, that makes sense. It fits all of those criteria that we talked about, the person getting thrust into a situation and, you know, but is he ever in over his head? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't recall the action being anything spectacular mm-hmm. in that movie. Like, you know, you talk about how it's just, you know, cutting to like him just doing the, the, the brutal quick thing to take him out. I mean, that's probably because Liam Neeson was like 60 when he did it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't see it as being necessarily an action action movie, you know? Mm-hmm. Let me ask you guys this. We've all now at some point mentioned these movies, but we haven't really put them into contention. What about the Bourne movies? The Bourne movies kind of fit, especially the first one. I think it ticks off a lot of the boxes of what we want. It, you both are making a face like if I say Bourne is the best action movie of all time, it's dissatisfying. It's, it's hard. Like, I, I, I remember my wife and I rewatched all of them. We were like staying at this like kind of weird beach house that had a DVD player. We're like, a DVD player? Wow. This is amazing. And like, <laughs> it's like, I think the Quick, only movies, go get the DVDs. Yeah. The only movies they have were like Born Collection. We're like, Oh yeah, yeah, it's been a while. Let's watch them. And they vary in quality throughout. And we watched them. We're like, Oh yeah, these are generally pretty good. But again, I can't really tell you anything in it that impressed me. Like in terms of like mm-hmm. action pieces, like, you know, every fight scene was like really well done. Yeah. But there's there not is that a lot one of... amazing shot. It does have one of the great movie shots, I think. What's that? Uh, through the through the window okay. where the cameraman with the steady cam is actually following. I don't know if it was Matt Damon or if it was a stuntman and he's chasing him and he's on a cable system or whatever. Yeah. And the stuntman jumps out the window of one building through the window of another. Yeah. The cameraman, his cables catch him as he makes the same jump. Yeah. That yeah, to me that is, is mind cool. blowing. Yeah. But I think like, yeah, I think I want big set pieces. You know what I mean? Not that this is a great example of it, but I want Superman knocking over buildings, having to hold them up and then, you know, deliver power blows back. Wait, but- sorry. You want Superman knocking over buildings and then holding it up. So, well, look, so in that movie, he basically so he's making destroyed- himself look like the hero. Yeah. <laughs> 
Wow, interesting. Which is, uh, isn't that Mission Impossible 3? He makes the virus and the uh, antidote? Mm. Right. Or is that 2? I don't remember. It was one of them. 2 was the masks. We did our Mission Impossible episode, I and I watched it, yeah. all of them in two days, and my brain nearly I mean, exploded. Those they are, are great movies, action though. movies. Absolutely, yeah, those are one. action movies. Yeah, I just rewatched uh, Fallout. Fallout's Cavill. fantastic. It's very Which good. Just, yeah, yeah, it's it's a really really good movie. Um, and again, they, they kind of end up being more action movies. I remember the first one being kind of more spy, like quietly breaking into a place, mm-hmm. you know, the suspended by the wires and all that. But right, uh, well, but by the time you get to Fallout, it's like just that brutal fight scene in the bathroom. Yeah, I mean that first one's Brian De Palma, so you know it's going to be a bunch yeah. of paranoid. Like, yeah. what? Oh, what's who, who do I trust? What do I yeah. do? Like, <laughs> yeah. It's that kind of a it's that kind of a feeling too. Look, yeah. those rubber masks were really good. Mm-hmm. I thought that that was John Voight at the end. Turns out it was just Tom Cruise in a beautifully photorealistic rubber mask. Though one, that is <laughs> right. one thing you mentioned before: whether believability is a thing. I think for me, the believability factor comes into play with how much suspension of disbelief I realize I'm even doing. You know what right. I mean? I think yeah. the best action movie is going to be something where everything feels completely believable. And then an hour later, you're like, wait, air pressure doesn't work that way. Yeah. You can't use a gun to aim a plane. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're setting the tone of the world. Mm-hmm. Which is why the John Wick movies work so well because they they've clearly created an entire universe that mm-hmm. that makes sense on that level and that level only. Sure, with their rules and tokens and you know. yeah, and the fact that every fourth person is an assassin, <laughs> right? You know, um, you don't know that. It's true. It's true. I don't know it. You know, you should go back to Die Hard because the best part about that movie is the fact that like the main character is also the audience. Like he's in disbelief Mm -hmm. that he's pulling this off, that these things are happening. So he kind of like pulls you into that suspension of disbelief with him, which I think kind of makes him in a lot of ways, kind of the ultimate action hero. I mean, that that movie kind of redefined action movies yeah. because up until that point, it was all Schwarzenegger's and Stallone's and, you know, the big muscle guys. And then Bruce Willis, like, barefoot in a dirty shirt yeah desperately trying to get out of the situation yeah yeah like it's all unbelievable what's happening but it's just within the realm Mm -hmm. of believability for the audience to kind of stay along with it i remember years ago i worked at a newspaper and my job was information graphics so when some uh, when an event would happen like i'd have to like draw maps and charts and figure out like show people how these things took place and i really wanted to do a fake one for die hard as if it had actually happened. <laughs> right. And the newspaper had to cover it the next day. <laughs> and I'm just, Lots I'm of dot, dotted lines marking paths and things. Yeah, yeah. I like figure out a schematic of the building and then, you know, at point four, <laughs> this is what happened. And reports say that this John oh McClane character God. did this and then did that. Like, just to put it into perspective how ludicrous it all is. But while you're watching it, it doesn't feel that way. Cause it's just like, Oh yeah, no, that's the next step for sure. That's what you've got to do. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't have like the skill. He's just smart and resourceful. It's not like he's, he's Barely. not like a trained super spy. Yeah. He, yeah. he, he gets lucky too. He's lucky that the fire, I mean, obviously it's a film, but it doesn't feel like I tied this fire hose off. It's definitely going to work. Yeah. So ev- almost yeah. every scene he's up against some sort of ticking clock. That's either yeah. because he wasn't smart enough to think of anything else 
or just he's weighing over his head. He's yeah. got to spend time picking glass out of his feet. You don't see that in action yeah. movies now. Yeah, and like the fire hose scene, like if it was if they cast Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger would tie it up and do it, and there would be no indication that it wouldn't work. Whereas oh Bruce god. Willis is just like, oh my god, this is better work. Yeah. There is that making it up as you go along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we can. There is another movie I want to talk about while we're mentioning this. Yeah, kind of as a parallel film to this, in that. It, it's in one building. You could, in fact, do the same sort of schematic to this. Mm-hmm. There's a scene where someone gets glass in their feet. It is a hero who is thrust into having to think on his feet quickly. It is also, like Die Hard, a Christmas movie, is well, Home, Alone, Home Alone, one of the greatest action <laughs> movies of all time. <laughs> I think it doesn't have enough action in it. <laughs> the, the, okay, yeah, the final third the, of that movie is the greatest action movie of all time. Are you counting the scene where Kevin slides across the ice on his knees? It's <laughs> like an action scene, that great chase sequence. It's funny because you saying Home Alone is an action movie is very much like when people say Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Exactly. Yes. It's like, okay, I'm buying yeah. it on one level. Because sure. Because sure, it says ho, ho, ho. But... <laughs> Look, I don't think that Die Hard can be dismissed as our top contender right now, just based on this conversation. It seems like somebody's got to kick it off the mountain. It also started so many other movies. Like, it really changed action movies. Die Hard on a blank. Yeah, exactly. And and the idea of the the kind of the fallible action hero. Yeah. And it's also just really good. And it's got the best bad guy in it. Yeah. Yes, because that's another thing with action movie is like, well, who's the bad guy? Who stands out there? And uh, Hans Gruber is kind of. I do love a good bad guy. Hans Gruber is pretty perfect. He's not like the Mount Rushmore bad guys. I mean, Mount Rushmore is all bad guys, but. Uh huh. That's That's true. true. (laughs) It is all villains. (laughs) But you know what I mean? (laughs) That's another one for Rickman. I do think we, I do think we have a, a lot. I mean, just because of white men ruining everything, the majority of action movies that are out there that are on top lists or just a bunch of like muscled up dudes running around. But there is a film and you can pick one out of the two. I would probably pick the first one that has a really strong female protagonist and that's Kill Bill. Mm, Oh yeah. yeah. That is 100% an action movie. And also Terminator 2, Linda Hamilton is is really the hero of that film. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Terminator 2 is like one of my mother-in-law's favorite movies. And I think because of that, because it's like this super strong mother trying to protect their kid. Like that's, that's massive, I think, in terms of action movies. She's also great in the last Terminator movie that came out, which I liked way more than I expected to. I thought was really, really, I, was really good. I enjoyed it for the 20 minutes before the plane landed that I got to see of it. It was kind of that movie for me. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, sure. All right. <laughs> I was having a conversation recently, and I can't remember who it was with. Do you find, either of you, that you tend to disproportionately cry at movies when you watch them on planes? We talked about this. Yeah, I do too. Yes. You were there for, yes. Mm -hmm. You cry more. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was traveling with somebody once where, uh, what were we watching? It was something like super sad. And, and, uh, my, my friend, she's, she's like, Oh yeah, I can't, I can't watch this. It's just too sad. Like she's just like, she was crying. And then she's like, I just got to watch something fun. So she put on, it was like an episode of Frasier or something. Mm-hmm. And so I go on, I'm watching my movie and I look over and she's crying. And it's like the finale of Frasier. <laughs> she didn't realize it. <laughs> but I actually, for years, when I worked at the newspaper, I had a, a newspaper column called The Tear Jerk. 
<laughs> because I, I, I refuse to watch kind of emotional movies because I cry too easily. So I decided to just go all in like every week and review another tearjerk movie. Yeah. And I was behind on my column and I was, I was flying across the country. So I, I watched one of them on the plane. It was the notebook, Oh, which is, you know, not a good movie, Sure, but absolutely it pushes those buttons. And I just lost it. I lost oh. it on this plane. I was sitting next to, it. I remember it was just like a two year old that I didn't know. And, uh, and the two year old, just kept watching me cry. That I was trying to hide it, uh, and he would just like put he would put little Cheerios on my armrest oh. because he thought I needed Cheerios, which would just make me cry more. Oh, sure. <laughs> I was trying to I was trying to block it from the stewardess <laughs> because she was like, I, I thought they'd have to land the plane. Like if she saw what was happening to my face, like we had to land this plane. Like, there's something there's something with the 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 pressure. I remember yeah. reading this. Like there's something about the barometric pressure, or whatever, in in, that makes in the plane, the altitude that actually oh, yeah. makes it easier for you just to like lose it. <laughs> I feel like that's a better excuse than me crying while I watch Pitch Perfect on a plane. I'm like, they finally got it right. They came together. <laughs> they're all doing, and, and the meta of it is that they all love this project. They're doing it together. And, and that's it, the real victory. And, and Hal is just gone. reaching into the little baggie of Cheerios that the two-year-old next to him has. Oh, I'm eating He's not even waiting Cheerios. for him to put them on his armrest. <laughs> the kid, thanks for the Cheerios. This yeah. really is an emotional movie. I'm an emotional eater. Kid's like, if I get it, man. It's pitch perfect. If movie theaters could actually like seal off the movie theater and recreate the conditions of an airplane, like crank up the pressure or something, I don't know what it is. Like, like people would love movies even more, I think. <laughs> We're gonna put yeah. pure oxygen into the yeah. theater. Welcome yeah. to the new AMC Lightheaded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now you're gonna like Sahara. Let's take a brief <laughs> break, and we will come back, and we will solve this once and for all. That's we'll right. Put out a few more action movies and see which one is the best of all time. That's right. Which is better, The Office or Parks and Recreation? Nope. We'll be back. <laughs> Hi. Are you someone who thinks that when one door closes, another one opens? Someone who always sees the light at the end of the tunnel. If you answered yes to one or both of these questions, good for you. We are not those people. Nope. I'm Annabelle Gerwich, and I'm a, you know that other door opening? It probably leads to a broom closet kind of person. And I'm Laura House. When I see a light at the end of a tunnel, I assume it's a train headed right toward me. Laura and I have created a brand new podcast for people like us. It's called Tiny Victories. We're sharing personal tiny victories or things we've read or seen that inspire resilience. So if you're looking for a tiny reason to get out of bed each week, subscribe to Tiny Victories. Available on Maximum Fun or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get tiny! Congratulations, you've won a ticket to attend an exclusive opportunity in a relaxing environment with two lovers. Wow. <laughs> well, this sounds like a sort of proposition of sorts, but really it's an ad for our podcast. <laughs> Wonderful. It's a show we do here on Maximum Fun where we talk about things that we like and things that we're into. I'm Rachel McElroy, and you just heard Griffin McElroy, and we are excited for you to join us as we talk about movies and music and books. Things like sneezing or the idea of rain. <laughs> can you get news or information you can use? Absolutely so. you cannot, because we're here to talk to you about pumpernickel bread. You can find new episodes on Wednesdays. So catch, catch the wave. Okay, we're back. So far, our finalists are Die Hard. What other movies do we <laughs> I do think Lethal Weapon should be up there. I recently rewatched them, and it's yeah. hard as a Jewish man to watch anything with Mel Gibson in it anymore. I somehow compartmentalize him. I have like a BCAD 
It works for me. That movie also, similar to Die Hard, set the idea of mismatched partners with mm-hmm. one another. That's true. And it, it is a really well-made movie. It's got the jumping off the building sequence. Probably two's maybe got more memorable action because that's where they established that he can dislocate his shoulder. So he has to use that to escape being chained up underwater. And then he pulls down a house on stilts. Is it the first one that the, the, it's been a while since I watched those. Mm-hmm. The first one is at the end with the rain and the spotlight yes. on, on him and the uh, diehard guy going at it. He fights Gary Busey. Oh, Gary the, Busey. Yeah, in the front it. yard. Yeah. Front yeah. Yard. But, but like all the cops are there watching it happen. They're all there watching. And Danny Glover's like, Hey, back off, back off. <laughs> Let's not work. We outnumber them. Let's see if he kills my partner and then we'll decide what to do. That is <laughs> terrible police work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's the problem with a lot of these movies, especially if you're talking about like 80s action movies. It's like, mm, I don't know, rewatching it. Like there's, there's a yeah. lot there. Like Die Hard too. Like the story is about a man trying to get back his ex-wife who's a successful, uh, business person. Mm-hmm. There's like, you know, foreign controlled company in a foreign <laughs> building that's taken over by foreign people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's with him in the end because he's like, he solved all the problems with violence and he's like, there's been no growth as a person. Shot all these people and yeah, yeah, there's no growth as people or especially beyond just like the, uh, you know, the guy is violent and gets the lady by the end. That's growth. I, sure, hope, sure. I hope watching your coked out friend get shot made you realize that we're perfect for one another. <laughs> yeah. I just hope. <laughs> oh my God. Um, yeah. So, I mean, all of these movies have all sorts of problems or even just like sure. is it Reginald Bell Johnson's character in Die Hard. Al. Like, yeah, Al Valentine? Is, is, is that a Sergeant Al Valentine? Probably. But his whole story is, you know, he's the cop who once like shot a kid and he feels real yes. bad about it. And uh but by the end, don't worry, he's the guy who's gonna shoot the bad guy. Yeah. Like, oh, he did it. He's back. He's shooting <laughs> yeah. people again. He's a good cop uh, again. There's That's... all that there's all that stuff wrapped up in, in Die Hard. And I'm sure there's a lot more probably even in Lethal Weapon. If I rewatched it, yeah. like it's very hard to like look at the eighties action movies and be like, well, that is the best of all time. Yeah. Overlook all this stuff. Everyone It's like, I don't there's know. some teenage prostitution in there, like a drugged out because the girl <laughs> there's some. is there's some. <laughs> yeah. The girl's drugged out, but then her dad is in like dirty money for like, they're bringing drugs over and it's a very, this is in which very one convoluted lethal weapon. See, that was, I was going to say this before about the Lethal Weapon movies. And this goes back, I guess, to my, I like my action movies simple. I know the, like, the relationship of Lethal Weapon mm-hmm. is the thing that stands out in that movie for me as the most important thing to mm-hmm. hold on to and carry away from it. The action of that movie, I can't really tell you what happened. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? It's cops sure. and robbers, but it's the relationship is the key thing of that movie. Whereas some of these movies are, like you mentioned before, like a video game. Do we want, you know, how important is it to care about the character at the end? Yeah, Definitely important. But I mm-hmm. mean, if of you've watched any of Jackie Chan's movies, it's less about the character and more about these incredible fight sequences yeah. where he almost always plays a guy who doesn't want to fight. So mm-hmm. his choreography is about getting out of the way and disabling the threat so he can get as far as possible, which is why he yeah. climbs and jumps on stuff and is throwing things. Like both his Hong Kong action films and the stuff he's done in America, starting with Rumble in the Bronx, which was basically shot overseas to appear as if it was in New York. And then the Rush mm-hmm. Hour movies, Shanghai Noon and Shanghai Nights. Like the action sequences are really good. 
but it's not really it's not as much about the characters maybe rush hour a right. little bit more is about their relationship with one another and that's kind of what you're expecting to carry it through those other movies yeah but it, you know his action sequences are that's what you come for if you go to see a jackie chan film you're coming to see what is he going to do this time right so I'm you're just, fired. Mark, I don't know, that I'm I, I, am, am I being replaced with Jackie Chan? Yes. <laughs> he keeps trying to leave my apartment. I've got like 10 guys <laughs> that are keeping him in this back room away from you. And he running away to create a podcast together. <laughs> I, I don't know if he's still in there. I'm going to assume that those 10 guys that I put on there to cover Jackie Chan are still fine and keeping an eye on him. Oh, I'm not sure. even going to go in there. <laughs> They're all tied up in microphone cords right now. Yep. <laughs> Can I do a quick aside? To go along with our conversation, I, who knows? Might inform it, might not. But we agree, the office is best. Yeah. <laughs> Dang it! I was just going all in on Parks and Rec. Um, all right, but this is this is a binary for you. Are you more a fan of the Down series or the Has Fallen series? You've got White House Down, which is that's the Channing Tatum and Jamie Foxx version of the exact same movie, pretty much. Uh, Olympus has fallen with Gerard Butler and Aaron Eckhart. I ask in this moment because it does seem like one of them leans way more heavily on the characters and their relationship and how they used to, you know, and they've got and one's been dem- and it's you're talking about Olympus has fallen. Is uh, Olympus more, has fallen is, is the more, more lethal weapon of them. Yeah. And White House Down is the more diehard of them. Well, I mean, I am out because I haven't seen any of them. They are both an absolute ridiculous blast. (laughs) Really? Okay. Oh, yeah. Again, it's that thing that I love about a good action movie, which is White House attacked. John McClane gets president to safety. Yeah. Is basically what both of these movies are. Yeah. I mean, Chip, it ultimately comes down to do you want your president to be the person who is kidnapped? And like there is a relationship there. Or do you want your president to be the one taking part in the action? Because if you do, I've got a great movie for you. But which do you prefer? Like you're talking like Air Force One style. There you go. There. That is one that we have not talked about at all yet. Let me ask you this, though. Air Force One, when it came out, was described as blank on a plane. Yeah. Yeah. Harrison Ford. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Snakes. Why did it have to be snakes on the plane? Uh, that was, I was going to mention it before, but it feels like Die Hard on a plane, right? Sure. I mean, or, anything in an enclosed space is going to be yeah. called Die yeah. Hard on a whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Under Siege is Die Hard on a submarine. Yeah. Yeah. I remember loving Air Force One. Yeah. Great That's bad great. guy. Is an iconic line important? Get off I my plane. So. Yeah. Get off my plane. Oh. You know, technically, Miss President, it's our plane. It's the people's plane. You are a steward of this job. But, you know, no, we'll let mine. that slide. He's taking your whole family. Also, you were great in Raiders. Oh, no. Also, get off our plane doesn't really yeah. have the same. Yeah. yeah. Hey, if you get like, off the people's plane, <laughs> comrade. I don't want to reading Rainbow this too much with recommendations, but if you haven't seen Executive Decision, oh. that is even better than Air Force One. It's what, even what better. What is that one? Executive Decision. Die Hard in a Plane. Is about a plane that's taken over by terrorists, the leader of which is played by the Royal Shakespeare Company's David Suchet. Mm-hmm. Kurt Russell is a counterterrorism expert, but he's sort of, he's just like a desk guy. He knows the terrorists better than anybody. So he knows sort of like he's got him profiled and has a good idea of like what they're going to do next. Steven Seagal is the head of an elite strike force and they figure out we can fly uh, like a Black Hawk or Black Wing, those planes that avoid radar detection. We can yeah. go under a plot it. device plane. Yeah. Yeah. They put a tube up against it that creates a seal 
and they go up into the belly of the plane. Oliver Platt is there as well because he's the technical guy. He devised the system. So they go up and then the tube starts to rip apart. So Steven Seagal goes, you guys will make it. And he closes the hatch and dies in the mm-hmm. first 20 minutes of the movie. He's gone. And then Steven they have Seagal? to figure out. Yeah, yeah. Then they have wow. to figure out in the plane. So you have Oliver Platt, who's not an action guy. Yeah. You have Kurt Russell, who's really just like a desk jockey. But you yeah. also have B.D. Wong is one of the I think they're seals. B.D. Wong, John Leguizamo. Wow. It's a fantastic it's cast. A great cast. Barry is the flight attendant on the plane who they communicate with and is sort of like helping them by like changing the manifest so that they don't know who like there are important U.S. political people on the plane. Mm-hmm. It's so good. What year did this come out? 1990. Late 90s. 90. Oh, really? Ooh. 90, it's either 93 or 97. Like it's very close to 95 mm. one way yeah, or the yeah. other. I remember that so being good. a big deal that same way that I guess that was the thing to do then. Executive decision did it where they put a big star in all the trailers and then don't tell you that they kill him in the first 20 minutes. Because yeah. Seagal's on the poster. Yes. Yeah. It's the yes. two of them on the poster. It's so good. Drew Barrymore and Scream, they did it too. And they yes. did it too. The whole ops team in Mission Impossible, they set that movie up with all right, team, here we're going to introduce every character. And by the end of that scene, all of those characters are dead and Ethan Hunt's on his own. Yeah. Luke's yeah, right like, hand uh, is on the Empire Strikes Back poster. Yeah, or like uh, the Batman Be- <laughs> Yeah, Batman Begins is Thomas and Martha Wayne on all the posters. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to see this. They're like, we have so many plans for our 60s. Yeah. <laughs> what, we haven't talked about any Kurt Russell movies, and there are two all-time action films that he's in. One is yeah. Big Trouble in Little China. The other is Escape from New York. Mm-hmm. I recently tried to watch Big Trouble in Little China because I mm-hmm. I missed it as a kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. Big Trouble no, in Little China. All of the suspension of disbelief for that movie, it asks way too much, I think. Yeah. yeah unless you have a fondness for the memory of that movie, I suspect, uh, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't hold up. <laughs> if it catches you at the right time, it, it definitely, yeah. Yeah. you grow to love it. But it, I mean, that time is 3 a.m. Yeah, you had the same reaction as most of the people did when it was in the theater, which is not caring for it. It was a bomb. I am a man of the people. You are. You are. (laughs) Jim Zdarsky, man of the people. How do you feel about Escape from New York? I like it. Uh, It's also one of those ones where I came to it a bit later. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay, I get it. I get why people enjoy it. But it didn't jump to the top of any list in my head. I feel like I remember more of Escape from L.A., especially the ridiculous sequence where he has to play basketball to save his life. (laughs) Okay, so now we got to talk about the movies where you have to play basketball to save your life. Yeah. The fish yeah. that saved Pittsburgh. There's that one with uh, Meryl Streep. Yep. There's that <laughs> yeah, scene yeah. In, in A River Runs Through the It. Dribble she... wild. Yeah. Yeah, the Dribble Wild. Yeah. The Dribble Wild, yeah. Yeah, and we haven't even talked about Speed. Yeah, like, Speed, speed is, is great. It's pretty great. And it's such a simple premise. Mm-hmm. Don't let the bus go below 55. Yeah. Yeah, Does and it? like it also has like the memorable line, like, uh, was it Pop Quiz Hot Shot? Yes. Yeah. Which they use like 12 times in the trailer, I think. Like, mm-hmm. I think they knew there's like, let's make this the line and everyone's going to say it forever. <laughs> well, they say it 32 times in the movie. Yeah. So they just give you a sampling of what you're so, going to get. This is a taste. It is really good. And it, it's interesting because it's, I don't remember. The only centerpiece scene I remember is when the bus has to make mm-hmm. a jump on the freeway. There's the big jump. It ends in the sub with the bus driving down the subway rails. Does it? Is that yeah. the ending of that movie? Yeah. Oh my gosh. They get I, it. I they somehow get it to keep going. They get it, uh, down into the subway somehow. Yeah. Right. Yeah, the, Do they get the it, bus? And oh no, no, no. It's the denouement. Like, cause it has like a whole action sequence 
after the bus is stopped. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Then they go down into the subway and they're like, well, we're doing all of public transit, I guess. Yeah. Cause Dennis Hopper, like, mm-hmm. I think his head just gets like knocked gets off. Locked by... off on the. Yeah. He was a pretty good villain too. Oh, he's great. Though, if you want a really fun deep dive, Google Mark McConville on Twitter talking about why Dennis Hopper is watching a football game as he is sitting there watching all of these different monitors. It's one of those deep, there's no way this could happen dives in a movie. And I can no longer think of the movie speed without thinking about this deep dive that he took. But what is on the TV in the background of what Dennis Hopper is doing in his lair aside It does have, I mean, it has, his partner gets killed. Mm -hmm. It has a bad guy with a lair. It has a couple of interesting small characters that you kind of root for for 30 seconds and then get killed Mm -hmm. on the bus. It's got the strong love interest between Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock. Introduced the world to Sandra Bullock, too. I think that was her first big role. So In a great way with her opening to that is a blast. Yeah. Yeah, it's... It's also a pretty great, it's just, it checks off all the boxes again. Yeah. Well, I think we're going to have a list of movies that check off the boxes, and then we're just going to have to go with gut on that. I think that so far we have, the only ones that really check them off completely for me are Speed and Die Hard. Do we have any others that I'm failing to mention? Not Lethal Weapon, because it doesn't have the centerpiece. The lack of a centerpiece for you. Is- yeah, for I mean, I don't know. What do you think? I can go either way on Lethal Weapon. Which doesn't bode well for the ending, but uh, yeah, I mean, I if I had seen it more recently, I'd be able to make a more informed decision. My memory of it is that it's great, mm. and and even just thinking of that last fight in the rain is uh, is lifting my heart. Sure. <laughs> so yeah, I put Lethal Weapon up there. I put Die Hard up there. Lethal Weapon up there. I would probably put John Wick up there just because, much like Die Hard, it's now kind of created a whole genre. Mm-hmm. as yeah. well oh. fury road i mean you know i, I kind of discount it because it's just non-stop but it's so well done like it's obviously absolutely beautiful it's fantastic like part of me wants to discount any action movie that has received academy awards mm-hmm. that right? is not in the spirit of, of it's not in the spirit of action movie yeah, yeah. also, it's too good. also <laughs> i'm like okay yeah i don't i don't want to discount the thing for being too good sure so the english patient yeah yeah shock a lot <laughs> Shuck a lot. <laughs> I think we should put Fury Road on there. I think yeah. it's just too. There's so many incredible sequences in it, mm-hmm. and it's like the action's nonstop. Plus, it has it actually has a female lead. Like yeah, it's not about like the men are in constant Mad. Ma- you could take Mad Max out of that movie. I don't. I don't really consider Tom Hardy uh, female, but sure, go on. I don't. I don't think he's the main character. I think it's Charlize. <gasps> Charlize. Charlize is the main character. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's my gasp, my shock. <laughs> Did you just clutch your pearls? Yeah, yeah. Tom yeah. Hardy's. Uh, I don't even. I guess they had to make it a Mad Max movie, technically, to get the funding to do it. But clearly, they didn't want it to be a Mad Max movie. It was a Furiosa movie. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's great. I would also put Kill Bill Volume 1 in there. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. There are yeah. so many incredible sequences in it. And it's it's nothing but tent poles and homages yeah. to action movies of all different genre. Yeah. It's like a it's it's the Epcot World Showcase of action movies in that we get a sword fight, we get two badasses uh, you know, kicking at each other in a kitchen. Yeah. We get gunfights, we get just Straight up brutal hand to hand. What about uh, Roadhouse? You want to put that up there? He tears somebody's throat out. 
We'll save that one for best Ben Gazzara movie. All right, fine. There you go. Like, that's going to win. It's just going to be that in <laughs> Buffalo 66. Are there any Michael Bay movies? Like The Rock? The Rock is really perfect. The Rock is great, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's his own genre of movie, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, like Nick Cage. We needed some Nick Cage in this. Yeah, yeah. and like, this is Nick Cage. <laughs> We're at that tipping point where he's mm-hmm. won his Oscar mm-hmm. and slow, or he's about to win his Oscar, I think. And like, slowly he's starting the the... Ascent or ascent, descent, depending ascent. on ascent. Sure, yeah, yeah. Into the higher being he has become. Yeah. He was in the stratosphere. Now he has risen to outer space. Yeah, it's and, the, we call it the cage scent. Yeah. Sure. The cage <laughs> it's scent. either this ascent is, or descent. Yeah. This is the beginning of the cage scent. He's looking Folks, up we're beginning our going. cage scent into that's, uh, that's, Hollywood. Yeah. Also, <laughs> like, great set pieces. The setting is iconic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, you have the reluctant hero and the wrongly accused hero, which is another kind of trope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's that Sean Connery is fighting for his freedom. Yeah. Yeah. That and Con Air. Are we going, though, for oh, yeah. Con Air? Oh, yeah. Con Air is good. To me, what a I, cast. Like, that cast, Con Air is, cast is incredible. I think yeah. I like The Rock better. Mm hmm. Just because we've begun the cage scent by time that he's like, well, hey there, I got a mullet. Like that's yeah, that's yes. the, yeah. In this and one, I we just got Steve a taste Buscemi of it. In that movie more than anything. The Steve Buscemi yeah. stuff is creepy. Yeah, yeah. He had that brief moment of the cage scent with Carla was the prom queen. Yes, and then we got the rest of uh, the movie from there. That's his. That's right. Yeah, that's his turning point moment when he decides to be a hero. Man. Well, look, but here's the, here's the question. And we often ask this on this show is yeah. what is the superlative we're looking for here? Are we looking for the best action movie or are we looking for the most action movie? Because some of these are more action movie than others. And are they one of some the of same? them are better movies? I think. Do you think mm-hmm. it's one and the same? Is that possible? I think with the one that's popping into my mind as kind of unbeatable. Yes. Is it the I think River it's, Wild? Which is? it's, it's the river wild. Mm-hmm. No, it's the dribble wild. It's the dribble wild. The basketball, the basketball version. Yeah. Is it ricochet? Another John, <laughs> all of the movies where John Lithgow's the bad guy. So you have that and cliffhanger and, uh, raising cane and raising cane. That's more of a horror movie than an action. No, that's movie. fair. And, uh, and, uh, Santa Claus, the movie where he plays BZ for free. <laughs> so wait, so what's the one you're thinking of? Die hard. Die Hard, yeah. Yeah, it, it's a great movie. I, it is, I think it is the best movie and the most action movie yeah. out of all of these. Yeah, yeah. And I still get a visceral reaction when I watch it. Like, it's, yeah. it's one of the ones that's like kind of the family movie at Christmas that we all kind mm-hmm. of watch. Mm-hmm. So it's probably the one I've seen the most out of all the action movies. Let's all gather around the television and watch Takagi get shot in the head. <laughs> oh, we hate each other in my family. That's <laughs> yeah. You watch it. You watch it. Yeah. Don't you blink. <laughs> blink. You all put on your clockwork orange eye openers and watch just, Die Hard together. It's just oh we, we all we all watch it halfway through. My dad turns to my mom with an angry look in his eye and goes, This is what will happen when you leave me. <laughs> <laughs> Every year at Christmas. Uh. <laughs> and they're still together. And they're still together. <laughs> Who needs yeah. therapy? We have when you have McKinnon. threads. Yeah. You're my Bonnie Bedelia. <laughs> That'll be the gift this year is a sweater with you're my Bonnie Bedelia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So even even though it's, you know, as the kids say, it's problematic, I think, on a lot of levels. Sure. Die Hard, I think, is probably 
it for me. I remember my wife said like she took like a it was like an intro to film course or whatever, and they studied Die Hard. It's just like so representative of that period in American culture of yeah. the Reagan yeah. years. Like there and there's so many weird subtle things in that movie that just sum up that time perfectly. So it's like it's a bit of a time capsule of a movie at this point because sure. it's 88, 87 it came out. Yeah. yeah. Yes. But it's it really, it's just a template for so much that came after it that it's hard to discount it. Before we issue the final ruling, does anybody have any recommendations for action movies that did not win that maybe haven't been mentioned that you want to throw out there that's like a good movie to watch? Oh, I have one. You got one? Yes. It would never make the list. It is not by any stretch a great movie. But boy, is it a blast. And that is San Andreas, which oh. is The Rock and his pet helicopter going around L.A. gathering people to get them out of the earthquake. It is a treat. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Chip, you got one? Well, I, you know what? I was trying to look up the title of it because I remember seeing this one movie in the theaters where I was just like, this is the best movie I've ever seen. And then nobody liked it. <laughs> Which was uh, the rundown? Which was The Rock and Sean William Scott? So good. Yeah. I never saw the rundown. It's so good. Yeah, Christopher Walken's the bad guy in it too. Was yeah. I remember it being all over the buses in L.A. Porcini Mushrooms was his name. No. <laughs> yeah, I am Porcini Mushrooms. Yeah, I think it's also a Dick, Dick Tracy villain. It was the first time I'd actually seen The Rock in the thing as well, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. in which you were instantly like, "Oh, this guy's going to be big." Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I think he was already obviously big as a wrestler, but he um, but he he commanded the screen, yeah, even at that stage. Yeah, his first starring role was the Scorpion King, which was not great, but made no. money. Then this was his follow up to that, and it has mm-hmm. a great christening moment for action movies, where he's in a club at the very beginning, and he passes Arnold Schwarzenegger, who turns to him and says, "Have fun!" Like that is oh, his. God, that's him being so good. By wow, so good. But he's. Mark, you haven't seen this. He is a mob enforcer, like a just a muscle guy who wants to open his own restaurant. Mm-hmm. And Christopher Walken, who's the guy who employs him and, and who he owes some sort of debt, has him go to South America to retrieve his son, who's played by Sean William Scott. And it is so it felt like the start of a franchise, but yeah. they never made any more. Yeah. I'll check it out. And I only yeah. wish they had. Yeah. Yeah. There were like maybe 10 of us in the theater watching it. And I remember just cheering like it was it was just yeah. so much fun. Oh, and so nobody good. would believe me. And <laughs> I haven't seen that movie. This guy, The Rock, is going places. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Here's my recommendation. It is a Ridley Scott movie from 2004 called uh, Man on Fire, which is a remake of an Italian film. Uh, this version stars... Signore in the Fuego. Yeah, Denzel Washington is... I think he's like a former hitman or something. Like He's a bodyguard mm-hmm. who's hired to take care of Dakota Fanning. And then she gets abducted and then he goes after her. It's really well done. I love... Uh, it's not Ridley Scott. It's Tony Scott. Is this adult okay. Dakota Fanning or is this little kid Dakota? Is this like, no, is this this like is first little, kid? This is little kid Dakota Fanning. It is Tony Scott, who is my favorite of the Scott brothers. I love Tony yeah. Scott movies. And that is a fantastic one. Mm. So check out those movies. There are a lot of great recommendations here for you if you want to get into action. But people of the world, if you want to start with the very best and forget the very rest, you need to watch <laughs> Die Hard. I find it hard to believe there's anybody listening to this who hasn't seen it. But <laughs> yeah. if not... Yeah. 
spoil you in for a fun no. ride. So hang out. It's a very Zdarsky Christmas when you're watching <laughs> Die Hard. You know what? And if, if you already have seen Die Hard, why not check out all of its amazing sequels? Oh, yeah. Yeah. They just Let's get backwards. better and better as they go on. So <laughs> start with like the seasons of Game of Thrones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but there it is. That is the best action movie of all time. It is Die Hard. It created the mold. Yeah. Created the prototype yeah. for many of the action films you enjoy to this day. Yeah. Asked and answered. This was an absolute blast. And Chip, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, yeah. thanks for having me. That was fun. Let everybody know if you want them to sign up for your newsletter, which is a very good place to start, or follow you on social media. Get all the plugs, please. No, I don't care. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> who, who, cares? Who, who cares? Come on. Who cares? Who, I, I don't I don't I don't need it. No one needs it. No one needs it. <sighs> if, if they want to find me, they'll find me. Whatever. You know where to look. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's a burlap bag that if you open it up under the leaves, there's a bin. And yeah. inside that bin, you have to find the key to open it. That key is somewhere <laughs> hidden in this building. You know, to, to be perfectly honest, like on a podcast, does anyone ever do this? Like if someone says, oh, yeah, check me out on Twitter. Um, uh, at, at blah, blah, blah. Possibly. And then someone goes, oh, uh, I better pause this podcast and write yeah. this down. And like, <laughs> no, if you tag me when you post it, uh, that's enough. Sure. All yeah. I expect from people is to click a button. I don't expect them to write something out. Who writes things out? Well, thanks for clicking the buttons that got you here today. <laughs> yeah. This topic is closed, but there are many more to discuss. So please reach out to us on Twitter at we got this tweets or. You can email us at we got this podcast at gmail.com or go to our Facebook group, share your action movie favorites. That's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash we got this podcast. Thank you to producer Ken Plume, researcher Kate McManus, graphic designer Uri Kelman, and QA engineer Jen Alba. And thanks, of course, to our musicians, Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman for our score and theme song, respectively. And thanks to you, the people of the world, for giving us a chance to sit here today and uh talk about something awesome like action movie. Wait. Hold on a second. There's someone at the door. Guys, I have to go right now. Hal, come with me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For Hal Loveland, I'm Mark Agliardi. Mark Agliardi. I'm Hal Loveland. And don't worry, everybody. We got this. We got this. Let's go. All right. Let's start again. Another hour. Yep, Done. Let's go. Boom. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.